3: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and we have some interesting conversation today.
2: You you, you have a hypothetical question, and you know that I generally don't like hypothetical situations because when we get into hypotheticals, we get stuck in our head, uh, trying to figure out the hypothetical and trying to figure it out. Whereas when we're talking about a real situation or a real issue, a first person, um, uh, scenario, then we're able to connect with the feeling of it. Uh, and the reason that I do that is because when we're actually doing prayer work for somebody else, as we're trained as as professional practitioners to be able to do prayer work for somebody else, the hugely important thing to do is to get to the purpose statement. What is the purpose of this prayer? Uh, and that starts out with a description of whatever's going on in the person's life and whatever it is they think they want to have instead and turns into a very clear understanding of what they want to have instead. So if somebody is unhappy with their job and they say the prayer is to get out of that job, it's like, well, you can get fired and get out of that job, but that's not what you're looking for. What you're looking for is a better experience at work. And so what we're going to do is take that information that we have from that interaction and use that to pivot into what that new experience of life is that we want to have. And when we're in a hypothetical, there's always the danger of not really having fully fleshed out what the desired experience is. So the hypothetical is a story about something that we don't like, but there's not enough information to pivot to what we want instead. That said, let's have a hypothetical, and we'll treat it as a hypothetical.
3: Are you sure? Are you sure we can do this as a hypothetical? i I, I've got you.
2: Okay. Yeah, we can do this as (laughs) a hypothetical and what as you were you were telling me before we started the program is you've made it far enough in your life that you don't have a whole lot of issues that you have to dive in deeply personally so 22 episodes in we're gonna have to start talking about other people uh, or <laughs> situations that we remember from the past in general because the same things come up over and over again
3: yeah and so let me just be clear you know it's like i don't want anybody listening thinking that I got it all figured out. No way. But after you've gone through life, you know, and you've been around the block, like people say a few times, like a couple, you know, couple few times, decades of a few times. Okay, so it doesn't take as long to figure out. You say, I've been here before. I've seen this before. But there are things that come that are new and that do stump me. But you know it doesn't take that long to figure it out after a while so i just want to be clear i don't have it all together uh and i do cry wolf sometimes trying to figure out how this goes but if i settle myself and just you know i have these magic words like uh, ernest Holmes says god's mind is my mind now mm-hmm. and i remind myself of that i said okay i got this just sit still you'll get it but just to be clear i got to do that sometimes You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So.
2: And by the way, anybody who says they've got this figured out and they're doing it all the time and they're enlightened and they're at the top of the mountain and they're inviting other people to pay attention to them. Generally, those people are faking it because the people who are actually at the top of the mountain don't care about who knows it because they're completely connected to the oneness and they understand that everybody is. And they're the ones that we name religions after.
3: Hmm. Okay. So here's the hypothetical, sort of.
2: Okay, scenario one.
3: Scenario one. I'm engaged a lot with entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs are, in my opinion, highly gifted people. And they have ideas that come and just flood them. So in this one scenario, the person is not sure of their next step. They're very clear that there is a next step. They can kind of see it, but they don't want to let go of this security blanket that they have, their current job, Mm -hmm. on which they are well past time for retirement. Not age, but time in. They could clearly retire, but there's that fear thing. Should I let this go and go with the new thing? And so... I want to hear what you have to say about that. Because for me, I didn't think it was all that big a, of a decision. You know, you God gave you a vision. You can see it clearly. Go for it. But that's a personality thing, you know?
2: Yeah. And there are a couple of different ways to approach that. And we can talk through it and find out exactly what it is that they're holding on to in the old job, because there's security in the job that they've been doing for a long time, especially when they're, when they're ready to let it go or to, to move beyond it. There's nothing new that's coming up for them. It's the familiarity. It's the familiar with the old. And entrepreneurship, which I've done a few times, is risky. There's no guarantee that it's going to work, even when it's fired by a vision. So in the entrepreneurial endeavor, it is possible that it will fail. It's possible that this great idea is not that great of an idea, or that it's a great idea that will not have an audience or a market or whatever it happens to be there's the possibility that the entrepreneurial activity there's a word to pronounce the entrepreneurial activity uh, will involve a lot of hard work that feels like struggle so to acknowledge that that stuff is real and to consider that as well rather than say i've got this entrepreneurial idea of course i can do that to own all the implications of what it will mean to do this new activity and then to own what it's gonna be like to let go of the safe past experience, the current job and what it turns into is a leap of faith and the prayer that we will do is I like to pray for divine guidance in my next perfect steps and also taking them Because there have been times when I and other hypothetical people have been sitting on the purple pillow and knowing exactly what to do next and then not doing it. And we call it procrastination or we call it delay or we call it whatever it is, but it's pray and move your feet. When that guidance shows up to have the inspiration be so solid that I now know this is my next perfect step and I have to take it and maybe the next perfect step is for this potential entrepreneur to say I'm not willing to put in the effort I don't have the 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 patience or the desire for the risk in my life right now and I want to be able to focus my energy on something else that's going to bring me peace of mind and harmony and success and joy and love sometimes Running and completing a marathon is a tremendously exhilarating experience. And sometimes staying home with the family and watching a movie is better than going out on training runs every day for a year. And there's a balance point there. And I can't say that one is better than the other. They're both good in different ways. And that's where the guidance and the fit comes in. It's I want to be engaged in an activity that's going to support me and that I'm going to be getting joy out of. And that's going to share my gifts well.
3: That's a lot. So if I'm hearing you correctly, getting out of the stuck, the place of being stuck to make a ne- the next move, even before you pray, it's sort of my, in the purpose, <laughs> the purpose statement where I... Yeah. Yeah. It, it winds it's, up being huge so, there. Yeah. So are, are you fearful of letting go of the old or are you fearful of what you have to do in the new? It could be both
2: it could be both. It could be both. And I'll take this hypothetical situation and turn it into a real one because I had an experience just like this. Um, I have long experience in technology and I had been running direct marketing company from home. And my specialty was, it was multi-channel, but the part that we made money on is personalized postcards. And about 2014, 2015, Putting postcards in the mail really fell out of favor so the business wasn't doing well and i needed to do something different and i opened myself up to new possibility and went and recruited myself at a tech company basically by having a meeting with the ceo and saying there are things that you spend your time on that if your board finds out you're spending your time on they'll be really annoyed because you should be spending your time on more important things i said i'll do those things and I invented the job for myself and I spent five years there and the company changed and morphed and transformed and I was a solutions architect then one of the the Millennials who was working there as well gave notice and suddenly they wanted me to do his job plus my job and I didn't have the skills to do his job and along the way I'd really wanted to do more be more focused on ministry but of course there wasn't the income in ministry that was coming from the technology job so i you know wanted to take uh, a leave of absence so i could pursue my doctorate and i had some other great ideas that i wanted to 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 focus time on and i wasn't able to and so after five years when uh when michael left the company they put me in a position where they needed me to double down on the company and even if they had paid me more, I didn't have the time. I was already working a full-time job in ministry and a full-time job at tech company. So the question for me became, what do I do? And I was just in a complete quandary. I had no idea what to do. So I got together with a minister friend of mine, a practitioner, and I said, let me just lay out the scenario for you and get your take on it. And after explaining the story, he says, so let me understand this you want to know whether you should leave your day job and go pursue your passion in ministry, or if you should stay in both and struggle. And I said, oh, well, when you put it that way, it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, left the day job and then I had a pandemic. And so, you know, here we are. And i probably would not have left the tech job of my own accord at that point, except the changes happened and the guidance was very clear. This is what I have to do. So was it uncomfortable to give up the salary? You bet. Was it uncomfortable to step out and say, i got to take care of this stuff myself and do, do it in the, the ministerial work? Absolutely. And that was the leap of faith. And at that point I was forced to leap.
3: This is perfect because you, made the, you took the leap of faith, which was not that long ago, and then the pandemic came. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you took the leap of faith, you could sort of take a sigh of relief and say, okay, I, I jumped, now I got to go with this. But then the pandemic came, bang, did that make you question what, the decision at all?
2: All of it has made me scratch my head. Because one of the things that I was doing, and I'm making things, you know, pushing all the levers. So, growing the New Thought Philadelphia community, building up practical prayer as a thing, I'm making myself available as a wedding officiant and to do memorial services and, you know, some at the bridal fairs in January of 2020, and then nobody's getting married for a year and a half. <laughs> and it took until summer of 2021 before it even made sense to start doing that again so in the meantime i was sitting there on hold wondering what's mine to do one of the things that i did and that this was in march of 2020 is started doing twice a day meditations and we did them on zoom and it turned out that because of my tech background and the fact that i had been doing zoom meetings five times a day for five years I actually knew something. I had some experience. I wasn't intimidated by it. I knew how to set up all the stuff. And so I was able to pivot and transform that into something that was really helpful and expand my community to the point where there are people who come on to the meditations from Tokyo and from Portugal and from all over the United States. And the community got much bigger. And it's opened to everybody and it gets to grow in a different way. So was that what I was planning on? No. That is absolutely not what I was planning on. And I'm gonna make it work anyhow and see what happens as we come post pandemic.
3: So at that point where the pandemic came and you thought, well, I gotta keep moving. Then is it fair to say that these other opportunities came and you were prepared for them? That was an answer to the prayer that you prayed that maybe you didn't know that that's what you were asking for. Correct. Yeah.
2: Correct. And along with the pandemic came pandemic unemployment assistance, which financially has helped tide me over and stretch out the runway that I had established when I left the salaried job. I identified how much resource I could put into making this successful. And it extended that in good long ways. So good news, bad news. Let's take a break and pursue this some more. Hypotheticals.
3: Hypotheticals are good because they're, you know,
2: they're Well, you just got me to tell a real story out of a hypothetical. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly, one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b lightcom That's b-the-light.com.
3: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. We're going to continue the discussion, which started out as a hypothetical and ended up as a real.
2: Yeah, that's one of the advantages that I have of having done this for a long time and having made as many mistakes as I've made, is you give me a hypothetical situation. A lot of times I can boil it down to a mistake that I've made, and then there's a story.
3: So. It's good in, in hindsight, you know, you can look back on the experience that you shared with us and see how the point of decision um, went to this, this and this, and as I suggested, it may have been the prayer being worked out that you asked for, but you never really know how it's gonna work out, it just works itself out. So that's in hindsight. Help me out with at this point going forward, if someone is at this point going forward, and there's decisions all over, all over the place, you know, how do you know? You use the term, the next perfect step.
2: Yeah. The first thing we need to do is get our, and I'm, I'm going to blame it on the ego. That's a shorthand way of describing the things that we think we know. So when I'm faced with a decision, there's all the things that I've learned about. This is how grown-ups behave, and this is how successful, mature people behave, and these are the things that are acceptable to do, and these are the generally reasonable ways that I've been living my life. And those are all assumptions. Now, in some cases, they're well-founded assumptions. The way that I'm living my life is the way that I want to be living my life. In other cases, the way that I'm living my life is autopilot because of things that I took in and I've never questioned. I've never changed. I've never altered. So, what I need to be willing to do is to let go of all of it and only pick back up the things that are going to be helpful to me. Oh, I'm not the sort of person who could ever do that. Oh, I'm not lovable. I couldn't possibly ever X, Y, or Z. And if that made its way into our belief somehow, then that's going to be active and operative. And, for example, I am highly. Confident that I'm never going to be a famous singer because I don't sing well and I don't enjoy it and I'm not going to put any time or effort or energy into it. And it's possible that if I did, I could learn to sing and I could do it very well, but I don't want to. And at the times when I think I could sing, I consider do I want to put the effort into that? Is the value that that's going to bring into my life truly worth the effort that I'm going to have to put into it? And the answer for me is no. I don't want to do that. I'm going to put my time and effort and energy into something different that I can be good at, where I can share the gifts that I have in a way that's going to be more harmonious for me and my lifestyle and for the world around me because, quite frankly, if somebody were having to listen to me sing, that wouldn't be a gift for them either, especially since I can book myself to sing in front of the group that's showing up to hear me talk and that would just punish everybody. (laughs)
3: I'm just going to take your word for that
2: That I'm I'm not a good singer?
3: Yeah, you're you're making that point
2: Okay So I need to, when I'm making those decisions What I need to do is let go of the assumption That I'm not good at singing And let go of the assumption That I don't want to put the time and the effort into it And be an open field Where I can let that infinite tell me what it is that I really want to do. If I can do that without the prior assumptions or everything that I think I know interfering with it, there might be a way for me to pursue my musical gifts that I'd never thought of before, that I'd never considered. To try something new and to be open to something different and then I can take a step in that direction. Now, for me, that's probably not going to be singing because I'm not going to go through that process again. But if there's something that I want to be able to do, if I want to practice or do hypnosis, so I've got all of my judgments and all of my thoughts about hypnosis and people who are susceptible to hypnosis and people who do hypnosis and all the rest of that. And in order to move myself into a new position, I have to let go of all of that stuff so I can engage freshly with the notion of hypnosis and how that how is that going to work for me. Do I want to be a hypnosis client? Do I want to be a hypnotherapist? Do I want to be involved in this? What's my calling in this? What's my... What's what's my gift? What, how can I share myself in this?
3: This conversation is amazing. It really is. It started out, honest to God, as a hypothetical.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now it's got me being a hypnotist. <laughs>
3: no, no, not just you. I'm sitting here thinking. Really, I gotta say this again. Honest to God, was a hypothetical. And then as it progressed, I thought about some, you know, some of the folks that I know that are entrepreneurs. And I listened to your story, and then I'm thinking, is this where I am right now? No, this can't be where I am right now. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be here right now. (laughs) I don't want to be here right now. But you, you know, because I just wanted this. But you said some magic words. You said, open myself to possibilities of thus and so. And I think that's a great thing, you know, open yourself to possibilities. But I'm like... Uh, really? You know, like, I got a lot of, I got a lot invested over here. New possibilities. What could that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we got to, and,
2: and, and also letting go of the old stuff because you got to make some room.
3: You know what? I'm going to stop hanging around you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> this is,
3: it's not that it's work. It's like, Because I don't mind the work. Actually, I love the idea of work because it's it's challenging and you find new things. You know, you work a little bit and then something new opens up. But then this idea you just said, like, new possibilities. And I'm like, okay, I've heard that before. New possibilities in what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go,
2: go. What we're going to talk about is your comfort zone. Because everybody has a comfort zone. And that's where we're living for the most part. And the reason that we live in our comfort zone is because, duh, it's comfortable. And outside of our comfort zone is our growth zone. And it sometimes takes a little bit of growth or expansion or change to get into our growth zone. And sometimes it takes a leap of faith where we're letting go of what's in our comfort zone so we can can be in that growth zone. And what happens is as we spend a little bit of time in our growth zone, what happens is our comfort zone gets bigger so now the the growth zone is even farther out there and out beyond the growth zone is the death zone we are convinced that there are things that if we try them we're going to die it's (laughs) going to kill us it's going to completely destroy us and as long as we believe that it's true and there are ways that we can engage with those possibilities and expand our comfort zone to the point where we're doing stuff that we used to think is in the death zone And that process is growth and that can happen either through pleasure or pain we can be pulled by passion or pushed by pain something is going to get us to jump out of the airplane and try skydiving and it might be the thrill of skydiving and it might be the fact that the plane is going down in flames (laughs) it winds up being a very similar experience with a completely different motivation
3: I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my son uh, spent a couple of days with me last week. He's 35. He says he's not a millennial. I don't know. To me, that's where he falls in the way that he approaches things. And I just think it's wonderful. You know, he's just so open and whatever. So whenever he comes, he's just so thoroughly interested in my work. And he likes to come into my studio and my worship place and my puja table. He wants to see everything, you know, and he's all into that. And he wants to bring, wants to take my ideas, whatever. So he'll look at what I'm doing. Let me see this. Let me see that. And we'll spend hours together with him wanting to see what I'm doing. And he'll drop, you know, they say drop bars. That's the new language. You know, he'll drop nuggets of things that I need to try. And I'm thinking, you know, man, this looks good like right here. You know, hey, I don't know if I want to do that. And then he'll just give me all of these strong reasons why you should. And he does it so enthusiastically. So it's like I can't not do it, you know, because this is my baby that I said, you know, there's nothing too hard for you. And he told me at five, you, you can't be afraid to try new things. So this is my little weirdo kid. And so we're cooking up stuff together. And he'll leave and say, OK, I'm going to check on you. And he will, like six o'clock the next morning, he wants to know what I did. So <laughs> so I'm programmed, right? I'm I'm trying to get this thing done so that when he asks for the report, I can do it. And I'm doing things that I can't figure I'm I'm doing it and learning it along the way. Figuring it out as I go. Not wanting to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. My comfort zone is here. This is nice. It's not working, but it's nice. <laughs> 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 right. And so that's that's uh, that's interesting because you you brought me right into that. I hadn't thought about it in a personal sense uh until this moment, but yeah, pushed out of my comfort zone and then it's making me more comfortable, you know. So I've been doing what he said for a couple of days and now I don't feel so uncomfortable anymore. It's like gotten comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. And you'll wind up in a situation or in this circumstance, the experience, where instead of it's something brand new and I don't want to try it because it's outside my comfort zone, now it's inside of my comfort zone and I can let go of my resistance to it and I also can let go of my attachment to it. I have to do it because my son told me to. It's like, okay, now it's mine. Do I want it? So we let go of the judgment, we let go of the attachment and that's where spirit tells us, you can do this and you don't have to.
3: (laughs) Yeah. This, oh, my goodness. I, anybody that's listening, I hope you're really listening because this is not a script. This is so real. You know, like I'm feeling this right now, right in the middle of it right now. And I know that, you know, around noontime today, he's going to call. You know, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's already some text on my phone and I just ignore his text, but he's going to call and say, I saw what you did. He's going to, you know, but you got to do this. You got to do that. It's always moving forward, and it's it's really great. I would have never thought of it. The next perfect step. The next perfect step,
2: and the next perfect step is there when we realize that we don't have to figure out what it is. That that still small voice knows what it is, and our job is to get out of the way. That chatter going on in my mind. That uh, there's a, this committee. Mm-hmm. It's like there. It sounds like there's dozens of voices all talking at the same time. There's no way for me to hear spirit's guidance over their chatter. And there are times when they're chatting up a storm. They're having a big meeting. They're making decisions. It's that. Who's thinking this stuff? That's not even. I'm not involved in this meeting. Why are you having it in my head?
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: So, so dismiss the meeting. Say thank you for your input. You're dismissed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let Spirit tell me what we're gonna do next, and you guys are gonna follow along. Whoever the hell you are.
3: Excellent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you put it perfectly. Yes, I've been that. I've had to dismiss those meetings. They keep coming back, though. You know. Well,
2: yeah, yeah it keeps you on your toes. Gives you something to let go of. Because if they if they were never there, then you wouldn't be able to to clear your mind of them.
3: Well, I have an advantage you know like i say some things are personality things like i'm a control freak so if the the voices are talking too much it's like look i'm i'm in control here <laughs> you got to <laughs> shut this down right this is it's <laughs> not a meeting this is my thing out but i'm not always quick to pull that trigger sometimes but not always
2: well yeah because those are the voices that help us figure things out
3: yes i still got to go back to you know you say these one liners You know, they just blow me away sometimes and they put things exactly right on track. The next perfect step. And for me, that is, well, I don't know what the hell the next perfect step is. And that's the best place to be because then you got to say, look, spirit, like speak, show me something i got to see something, or I'll sit still and say it's going to come. But that's like the pivotal point, the next perfect step. So you know, love these one-liners. i got a whole like list of them that you do.
2: Well, let's uh, take a break, and when we come back we will do a prayer for divine guidance in the next perfect step.
3: Sounds great to me.
1: Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's B the light.com.
3: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. We had a great discussion, but we're going to pray. Out of all of that, we're going to pray for divine guidance and the next perfect step.
2: Yes, we are. And there's a phrase that's often used in exasperation, but it's going to be the purpose statement of this particular prayer, which is God knows what I'm doing here. Because usually we throw up our hands and say, God knows what I'm doing here. We're stuck in the middle of a situation and we have no idea the what or the why. And what's what's the reason that i'm here god knows why i'm here but it's also true god knows what i'm doing here and when i get myself out of the way god can tell me (laughs) and god can guide me and god can inform my next step and then i get to take it and i don't need to be able to visualize my way all the way out of the forest if i'm lost in the woods all i got to do is take get a direction and take a step and the divine will guide me and my feet will carry me and that's the way that the perfect steps take us to our destination it's an inspiration some guidance and a step in that direction and then some more guidance and another step in that direction because our our destination may or may not be a straight line from where we are now there might be some twists and turns If you are going to be climbing down into the Grand Canyon for example it's not gonna be a straight line there's gonna be some some zigzags back and forth as you descend into the Grand Canyon if you try and do it straight then it's gonna be very uncomfortable (laughs) so the idea is to have the guidance and the action and the guidance and the action and so that's what the prayer is today and this works with whatever it is that we're looking for guidance on this works for relationship it works for our, our job or our work it works for our health and what it is that we're going to eat what kind of exercise we're going to do it works in every area of our life including our spiritual practice as long as we can get ourselves to a place where we can accept and understand the guidance then we can let the infinite inform us Whether or not a sitting meditation is going to be good for us or doing a yoga practice is going to be good for us or a walking meditation or an eating meditation or chanting or whatever it happens to be. We can invite that deepening in our spiritual life and the infinite can give us the guidance to try something new. And sometimes we need to go through one or two different processes to get to the one that's going to work for us the best. We don't need to get all the way to the final answer. So for everybody who's listening to this, there is something where there's a little bit of uh, confusion or mystery or uncertainty going on in life. And maybe even if there isn't, there is always the awareness that things can be even a little bit better. So that's what this prayer is for. It is for things getting a little bit better in whatever way that better means to us. So God knows what's... The next step God knows what I'm supposed to do here and knowing that and knowing that God that divine power and presence has created everything that is the infinite mind the divine mind that knows everything that creative power that has created galaxies that has created everything that exists including me including everyone who is listening that divine power and presence is sharing itself as all of its creation that divine mind is the same mind with which I think mind of God is my mind now. All of the wisdom, all of the insight, all of the awareness that's available anywhere is available to me right here and right now and available to each of us who's listening. It has to be because all there is is that divine mind expressed in all these different ways. We can all trace ourselves back to the one. So that divine mind, that God mind, has within it all of the knowledge, all of the wisdom, all of the guidance that I require now. So I let go of any attachment to how things need to fit together. I let go of any thought that what I've been doing up until now is what I need to continue doing. And I open myself up to that divine guidance. I let go of my attachment to how I think things ought to fit together. I let go of the chatter in my mind that tells me what I ought to be doing or what I can't stop doing I allow that divine mind within me to suggest my next perfect step. I invite the infinite to inform me of what's next, of what's possible, of what's mine to do. And I know that it's unfolding in a way that is clear and obvious and uplifting. There is not pain and sorrow and struggle that's involved, even with the challenging things that might be coming up. There is the very clear awareness that this is my next perfect step. And any time I go through this process, as I let go of the thought that that next perfect step is my next perfect step, if that in fact is my next perfect step, it comes back even more strongly, even more clearly. I am informed of exactly that which is mine to do, the way that I get to share my gifts and skills and talents in a unique and new and wonderful way. The infinite guides me. And each of us and we follow that guidance we accept that and allow that to guide our next actions we take the steps that we are guided to take and from that new perspective that new place that the step brings us we get to repeat the process and allow the infinite to guide us again and that's the partnership as we allow that divine guidance to work because God knows what we're doing And it's ours to do and as we do it we get experience in it and then god knows what we're doing next and this is how growth happens this is how love unfolds this is how insight is shared and this is going on right now for me and for everyone who is listening and i'm so grateful for the wonderful way that it's showing up i'm so grateful to be able to start with that openness and allow the infinite to guide and support, and empower this wonderful new experience. And so with this feeling of thanks, I speak this word of intention, and I release it into that creative law, the same one that has created everything. It has created galaxies. It has created everyone, everywhere. It's now creating this. And so I let it be. And so it is. Amen.
3: That was great. It happened again, though, but I'm getting, I'm getting it with you. <laughs> <laughs> there is not going to be a let us pray, right? I know it. So when you start to talk, I just stop and listen and say, there it is, he just started. And I go with it.